Happy are they whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sin is put away. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Be glad, you righteous, and rejoice in the Lord. Shout for joy, all who are true of heart. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, the prodigal son parable is probably one of the most recognizable pieces of scripture. It is a story set right in the middle of the Gospel of Luke, coming from the 15th chapter. And did you know it's amongst two other parables about things that are lost, but then found? So the first parable is about a sheep that has wandered off, and the shepherd does this crazy thing. He leaves 99 sheep to go and look for the one that is lost. But he found the one that was lost, and there was rejoicing in heaven. The second parable is about a lost coin. A woman who doesn't have much has misplaced a coin in her home. She turns everything upside down looking for this coin. And after much searching, she finds it. And there is rejoicing in heaven. So we come to the last parable. And this is the story that makes up our triad. And it is our gospel. It is the story of the son who has wandered off and is lost. And after much squandering and while eating and craving the food in which pigs were eating, decides, it's better at home. I think I'll go home. And so he does. And his father welcomes him. He was lost, but now is found. So this may be a bit odd for some ears, but in my mind, Luke 15 is what I call, and I have always called, the party chapter. Yes, we have these stories of those things which are lost. We have a sheep, a coin, and a son. Nothing really holds any of these items in common with these three stories, except for the fact of how each of them end. They end exactly the same way. Each of these parables end with rejoicing. Absolute rejoicing in heaven that the sheep, the coin, and the sun have all been found. Therefore, the response is to throw a big party. So, for those astute liturgists in the crowd this morning, some might be squirming in your seats that this parable is present during the season of Lent. Why are we throwing a party when we're supposed to be somber and austere, right? We're supposed to be subdued, not throwing parties. Why would this joyful party story be remembered during Lent? 
I thought Lent was all about being in the wilderness for 40 days. Our party comes at Easter, doesn't it? Well, all three stories, I feel, reveal the heart of God. A heart that is broken by lostness, but a heart that sings with joy when even the silliest, dumbest of sheep or the meanest, most selfish of sons comes back and is found again. As somber and as austere as the season of Lent is, Luke 15 reminds us that Lent is also a season of joy for God. Every confessed sin, every ash-smudged forehead, every piece of chocolate or Coke that is foregone or forewent, each of it sounds like a symphony in God's ears. Why is that, you may ask? Because each such sentiment is being prayed, uttered, and sung by people who were once lost but are now found. Well, I was reminded of that just this week. A parishioner and I met right here. He wanted to do confession. And each time I am able to engage this rite, I am reminded of how grateful I am that we have the ability to do this in the Episcopal Church. This rite is available year-round, but I am intentional during the season of Lent to make it available church-wide if anybody wants to engage this rite. I'll be honest, confession is not something that I grew up doing. As a good Baptist, I was just told, why do you need to confess your sins to a priest? Go straight to Jesus. And yes, that is true. We all can do that. But I've had a change of heart in recent years. I've seen and I have heard how this right can and does truly make a difference in someone's life. The parishioner that I'm spoke, speaking about wrote this to me after he had confessed. Mother Suzanne, the rite of reconciliation gave me a sense of freedom and almost a sense of calmness and clarity that I have not had in a very long time. I handed all of my problems to God and I know he will help me carry the weight of them. I am so glad I was able to do this today with you. There is power in confessing to another person. There is power in letting go. And the release that comes when that which has had hold of you is no longer there. Essentially, what it means to me is to be found in the eyes of God once again. For me, this rite of confession is the prodigal son parable over and over. Recognizing that no matter what one has done, one can always be welcomed home. And not just welcomed home but welcomed home with arms wide open. 
Well, if you've been at Grace long enough, or perhaps you just have arrived, one of my most favorite phrases to offer a sojourner is just two simple words, welcome home. For me, it's more than just offering an often overused sentiment. At the root of this offering is the prodigal son parable. Again, no matter what you've done, where you've been, no matter if you haven't done enough or you've done too much, when you step through those red front doors at Grace, you are home. And when you've made your way to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ, the Father's arms are wide open, waiting, smiling, standing on tippy toes with hands clasped together in anticipation that you, his beloved, you have made your way home, home to the Father's heart, Home to a sacred space where you can meet your maker week in and week out. And so I will say, if you have ever been in a place in life where this hasn't been the case, where you weren't welcomed with opened arms, if you found yourself ignored, misplaced, constantly walking on eggshells, or the worst, just plain pushed out. When you are able to find your place, your space, when you're no longer feeling like you're backed into a corner, waiting for the hammer to drop, waiting for what it is that you did wrong this next time, but instead you walk in and you feel peace and the uneasy tummy ache you've been carrying with you for so long, you've honestly convinced yourself that's just how it's going to be the rest of your life. When that finally lifts, and when you arrive to a place that welcomes you with open arms, your world begins to open up. It breaks open, and the black cloud lifts. The heaviness is no longer there. And perhaps you can't quite put put it into words. You just know because you feel it. Because you feel differently, you feel more alive, less pinned in, less judged. The air smells different, and you breathe it in deeply. Whether it's a relationship, a home, a job, a former place of worship, a way of life you want to leave behind, or you're just simply trying to be diligent in making a hard decision or living in a new way. Whatever it is, it's front and center in your mind right now. I know it is, because mine is too. It's as clear as you as the noonday. You know what I'm talking about as there is a level of pain involved and associated with whatever it is. When you've been ostracized and when you've been pushed out, you don't forget. That feeling of banishment never, ever leaves you. 
you carry it until you don't. But when you move through it and you get to the other side, and some of us are doing that right now, we are moving through it and praying for the other side. If you're there, raise your hand. Don't be, don't be shy because I'm right there with you. When you arrive in that different place and space, freedom comes. I know it does. Your eyes are opened and you see clearer. You move about the world differently. You might even smile a bit more and laugh a bit longer. Yahoo! I can't wait. All because your spirit has been set free. It's light and it's content because you've been welcomed home with sincere arms that are there to greet you. No longer arms that reject, but arms that are earnestly desiring to meet you and welcome you home. If that is what you are looking for, I'm just going to say, you can find that here at Grace. You can bring whatever it is to this space and know that no matter what, our arms will be welcoming and open to you. Just as the Father in our story this morning says, without even thinking, gave his welcoming arms to his wayward son, so too are welcoming arms given to you every time you walk through those red front doors. There's no judgment. There's no questioning about where you've been or what you've done, or why you haven't been here. Just know, everyone is glad you have come home. Because you know what? When you come home, there's a little party that happens every single time. You have been invited to the party. You have been lost, and now you are found, and there is great rejoicing in heaven. Let me say again, when one of God's beloved comes home, when one of God's beloved comes home, you are welcomed. You are loved. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.